following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Super Bowl weekend, guys. Welcome back to Fantasy Beasts and Where to Find Them. I am your host, Kyle Rennie, joined again this week by Mr. Jason Holt. Hello. How are you? Good, Jason. Yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. Definitely a fun week for sports. Go sports ball. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get some fun shit this week. We get uh, a lot more sports, a lot of gambling uptick. And you and I are closer to our main goal. We already started it this past weekend. We started to watch some uh, some tape yeah. on some of these uh, up-and-coming new players. Quarterbacks started. A lot started. of fun already. It was a long Sunday in a way, but it's still, it's fun. It is, it's like, it's weird. It's a weird place, place to be. It's in. comfort. Um, it is almost like you relieve the fantasy season's over. You get a new topic to talk about. And you know you have so much work to do with reviewing yeah, these guys but it is fun I really like fun. sitting with you guys out there shooting the shit discussing what we see what we don't see um, I mean we we are not pro drafters apparently by any means because our the top two quarterbacks in the class we don't like yeah so I don't know it's still different than in my opinion what we don't like them they don't like them media hype is different than I think what we end up with with yeah because we don't we're not like we don't want to follow the media we don't want to follow the narrative we want to change the narrative and show you who is the actual gems of these drafts yeah and that's i mean even so we we were almost ready to jump quarterback five and and eight over quarterback one and two i yeah i think that those quarterbacks on their their media are i hate to say media because their list is what i'm saying it's definitely not. But you're not incorrect because like the media narrative from the big the big brands is is all of that and like the top name quarterback wise is C J Stroud. You mean Gary? I'll kind of watch that and went. I don't really see anything about that. No, yeah, C J Stroud was. He wasn't. I wouldn't say he's not going to succeed in the NFL, but the best thing he's not the behind best quarterback him that we had. That I saw out there. The best thing behind him is is you're coming from a school where you've already had quite a bit of work put into you being a big house program, and you're young. That's really his best case. Is he's got age on his side. However, the biggest issue, which no one's going to talk about because it's a big it's a big school quarterback, it's the same thing people used to say all the time about Bama is the first thing we notice is if he throws these passes like he throws at college in the pros, those 50-50 balls that are more of an 80-20 in college are going to be 40-60 against them. Or even like some of the times like you've seen them just throw the ball, like you said, throw the ball at a receiver, throw the ball in a 50-50 ball, just throw it away. There's going to be safeties and defenders that are are more talented than what you're facing. Way more talented than what you're facing and way more 
like it's like like they um, what's his name? I can't remember his name. He was the coach of the Jaguars. Got in trouble. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer said it's like playing, playing Alabama each week, which is probably an understatement. And that's it, though. Is is you went like you've got this this kid in CJ Stroud that like not to beat the dead horse on Stroud, but you've got Stroud out there with Harrison Jr. Yeah, Smith and Jigba, and a top tight end prospect. Okay, well he's he's got probably the best supporting cast in college. Yes, and what did he really have to do? He knows that if he puts the ball in a spot where his receiver has a play on it, he's got top end receivers. And last year, he had two kids who were in the top eighteen of the draft, and yeah. Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. So it's not like he's he's kind of been silver spoon fed. Like he he's came up with these top no, yeah. talent around him, and that's not going to happen for a young quarterback in a situation. You're not just going to get. Drafted to a team that's ready for you to like play. They're gonna draft a team around you. But that's so. even more so the thing. Like like one of the things that shines about him is he's only had six interceptions in two years. Yeah. How much of that is on his receivers and not him? We saw a couple passes that were really ugly. The receivers defended to get back, to from, get back from the from yeah. the corner. Um, oh, and, there, was, I mean, there was plays where I mean he threw them and his receivers are just making plays on the ball. Like, that, he, that they have just, no business yeah, making. Yeah, no business making. Like he's just throwing the ball up there and they're just getting up there and catching it. He, like, they don't have... There's such a good, like, receiving core there in Ohio State that it, it it's just... I don't even know what to say. It, it, but that's, that's exactly it, is is you watch this tape, and it's funny because the narrative goes with these schools, and it's not always correct. To be fair, look back two years, Mac Jones. That was the whole thing. Well, Mac Jones uh, was made by his receivers, and quite honestly, I thought his, his college tape was the exact opposite. I thought he oftentimes showed poise in the pocket. He stepped up against the line when the line collapsed. He was able to climb the pocket. He was able to get the ball out well. You don't necessarily see that with a kid like Stroud. You don't see that with a kid like like our other thing was Bryce Young. Bama's quarterback. Yeah. First and foremost, he's listed at six foot and he's under six. Five eleven. Five ten, but he makes the plays, but he also makes boneheaded plays where he thinks he is a six foot four quarterback. And you'll watch him go wheel out and get smoked. Yeah. And those are college kids. These are co- these big man strength bullshit yeah, dudes. Yeah, Ron Miller or like a, somebody like uh, someone would take big, his head off. Any of those big guys. Oh, I'm trying to think of other names. Chase Young, Chase Joey Young, Bosa, yeah, Nick Bosa, Bosa, like Fletcher Cox. Yeah, you just want to say Cox in there. <laughs> kind of. Um. But speaking of Fletcher Cox, before we get too heavily involved in quarterbacks, because we aren't even fully finished with tape yet, it is Super Bowl week, and Fletcher Cox is playing in the Super Bowl. You see how that segue was? Wonderful. Great segue. Breaking the fourth wall. We're always breaking the law. No, breaking the fourth wall, not the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. We are smiling at six minutes in. Um, Happens. But no, guys, it's Super Bowl week. For the fantasy aspect, there's not really much you can talk about. Unless you're playing daily fantasy and you're playing a single game, which not many people do. Yeah. But from a gambling aspect, this might be the most gambled on weekend. Yeah. This might be the second most gambled on weekend in sports. They call it, what do they call it? The, I don't know, the biggest spectacular in sports for a reason. So The only other thing that like might that. have more gambling on it might be the Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby, or I would even say maybe like a, a World Cup, but that's about it. But like, I, I guess World Cup at least would be expanded across. Like yeah. this is single this day, is single day yeah. like the most money is flowing. People who don't gamble and you're doing squares. People who 
are starting to get into gambling and you get free money from sports books this weekend. Check your sports books. If you're interested in getting into gambling, figure out first and foremost, consult that you're not a gambling addict. I must say that. I don't know why I have to say that. I run out every time you log in if you ever need to know where it's it it definitely does. But you can throw down a a ten leg parlay for five bucks that cashes out over around five hundred bucks. Yeah. And that's the same game parlay on some prop bets. Um I mean, yeah, you can just go, I'm going to throw $100 on Philadelphia, money line, but that's going to get you, like, 190 back. So, like, not a whole big profit there. But there's a lot of co- cool shit to bet on this week. Hey, do you, I saw some video, this is off topic, some dude bet on, like, Bama to win the national championship. I thought he bet, like, half a million dollars to win, like, $75,000, and I was like, that's not worth it at all. Um, Who the hell... You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a half a million to win 75 if the Bama won. You saw... I was like, that's not what You saw the bet that got blown from the Chargers in the, in the wild card, right? Yeah. Somebody bet a million to... Or 100,000, they would have made 11,000 extra. Well, the Chargers were up 28 nothing, yeah. And they lost that bet. I saw that, yeah. You must feel like the most cursed man in the world if you decide, hey, this seems like easy money. Heh! <laughs> Yo, honestly, though, the moment that they would have, like, tied the game, I probably would have tried to cash out. I, I would have been cashing something so I don't lose at all. That's yeah, for damn sure. To cash out. You're storming back. Get me for out of here. Sure, for sure cashing out, like, when they're down one touchdown. LeJarius Sneed. Like or up one touchdown. LeJarius Sneed is, uh, is questionable with a knee injury for Sunday. Oh, no. Uh, Kadarius Tony was a full participant. So I'm pissed a little, and maybe it's just uh, it's just DraftKings Sportsbook. But they didn't have any rushing attempt offers on the same game parlay. Yeah. One of the first things I think I'd be betting on, especially if you're just looking for oddballs, you're putting a couple hundred dollars down on random bets, Kadarius Tony over one rushing yard, or ru- rushing attempt. Yeah. Philadelphia allows like one and a half wide receiver carries per game. Per game. And I, like, I'm sure that's slightly skewed. They faced Debo. I'm sure Debo ran quite a bit. But, like, that's the whole goal of what they do with Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Like, like if you can get in on that and you can get your projected, like, like carries, Kadarius Tony all day on that. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure you're going to see something wild that's Philly. They like to do some trick stuff in the Super Bowl. So I'm sure you're going to see some something similar to a Philly special. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's on um, Andy Reid's radar. Well, so even more so, what I think is fun about that, you're going to have something goofy with, with wide receiver pat, receiving or running back receptions and this, that, the other thing. And the guy to zone in really with, with Philly on that is Kenny Gainwell. Yeah. Gainwell's been really good the last two weeks. He's ran away with the running back job this or in the in the postseason. Miles Sanders is averaging less than 50 yards a game. Kenny Gainwell is averaging over 80 yards a game. And that's as a backup guy. Yeah. So, But Kenny Gainwell is also the leading receiver. Kansas City is allowing seven receptions a game to running backs. Yeah, something to look out for. You can get a cheap alternate receiving yards for Gainwell at seven yards. Yeah. Cash it. Oh, yeah, Take my money. Sure. Seven yards for a guy who's the leading running back receiver there? Happy. Uh, both teams, if you're looking defensively, both teams are very, very good at getting the sack. Yeah, they definitely have good defenses at getting to the quarterback. Well, and statistically, they were ranked one and two in the league this year. 
which cool. now we're going to be screwed because now Brandon Bean's going to go and draft solely defensive ends because he saw that if you get that many sacks, you get to the Super Bowl, apparently. Um, <laughs> I mean, if we had Von Miller, I think we would have had that many sacks and got to the Super Bowl. Mm, we, were, we got 40 this year. We would have needed 15 more sacks from the time Von Miller went down to the end of the season to catch up to Kansas City's numbers. I think Gruden, Gruden Von could have did it. Nah. And then you'd have some Ed sprinkled in there. Regardless, Kansas City, they had 55 sacks this year. That's in a crazy amount of sacks. I'm, just, I'm not but, saying, because saying, I'm not taking away from that at all when I say Buffalo could could have done it, but we didn't, so why we... Kansas, Kansas City was second. So Philadelphia had 77 sacks this year. That is insane. They averaged four and a half sacks on the year. Yeah. Um... Four and, this what? Is four and a half. Four and a Brandon. Four and a Brandon. Four and a Brandon sack. Um, this is where I guess I start with this. It's a decent stat line, especially if you're doing same game parlay. It's like minus one ten for both teams at plus two sacks. Yeah. The Chiefs are a little scarier. The Chiefs average allowing less than one and a half sacks on on the year, but you have a hobbled Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, which is. Not great. Hobble Patrick Mahomes. He's not as mobile as normal. He's not the magician he was. And the Philadelphia Eagles average four and a half sacks a game. Um, I think I can find my way to two sacks easily from Philly. I know how a um, what is it? What is it? Uh, ankle can be, especially the injury. The high ankle. The high ankle sprain. Because I've I've actually dealt with one in rugby, and it's not fun at all. Especially like even if you have like the two weeks to heal, like people said, oh he's got two weeks to heal. Yeah, it's but, uh, it's a six it's, week injury. It is, and if you're consistently playing on it and practicing on it, it's a longer than six week injury. Yeah, but yeah, so six weeks is when I don't mean to interrupt. Six weeks is when you sit and you're not resting on you're resting on as much as you can and literally putting it in a bucket. Yeah, yes, and instead you're he's still out here doing his media laps, trying to trying to go through the walkthroughs, the practices. Taping it up. But that's it. So Philly or Kansas City allows one and a half sacks a game from their line. Philadelphia does allow two and a half sacks a game. So their line's been a little shoddy. The Chiefs average three and a half or three point two sacks per game. Philadelphia averages four point one. I love that two number for both teams. Um This is the one. This is the big one. And everyone thinks I'm crazy here. You can get Patrick Mahomes and skew the numbers on passing yards. The highest you can go as an under is 350 yards. Philadelphia, I think, only one time this year has allowed over 200 yards passing. Two quarterback. Was it a Minnesota game? I think so. Um, that would be my only guess because Minnesota was hot in the beginning of the year. And I think they played would have played the Eagles when? Like week five, and that's what, yeah, that's when they were hot. I'm gonna see if I can pull it up by game here. Um, okay, so Dallas actually was the biggest number here. Oh dang! But that makes sense though too, because Dallas was hot. I mean, that's the fuck. That's the wild thing. What skews this number so hard? Is the Chicago Bears what had zero yards against? Oh, I was gonna say, what did Jalen Hurt throw for like six hundred yards against them? No, no, no. This is against Chicago. Had a game with zero or zero passing yards. I believe that was the Nate Peterman game. Oh yeah, okay. Tennessee had a game where they only had sixteen passing yards, 
and the Giants had a game with only 47 passing yards. The highest opponent of the year, which was still under the 350 mark, was Dak Prescott with 347. That's actually kind of crazy that nobody threw for over 350 yards on that defense. The next closest, that that 347 is your higher, 250 and under. That is, yeah, that's crazy. And, and, and it was, even if and it's it was, three yards, it's three yards. But I mean, you, you respect Dak. You respect Kyler. I know people shit talking, but we know he's talented. No, yeah. Kyler had 250. The next closest, Kirk Cousins with 221. Anybody else, they they really limited. I would have figured Kirk Cousins would have been on top of that list just because of like a, a random Kirk, Cuggin, Kirk, Kirk Cousins game. Kirk Duggins game, yeah. Okay. No, it's that's... So it's funny the uh, the Chicago game they lost, they or the Chicago game that they had zero yards against. They only attempted one pass in that game. Yeah, yeah, they were zero for one on passing. Uh, Tennessee went two of four passing against the Eagles that day uh, for sixteen yards. I want to say the Giants game. I think Daniel Jones got hurt in that game. They were five of five passing for yeah. forty-seven yards. Because the Giants were hot at that point, too. They were like... That was late in the season. Like, that was at yeah. 12 and 11. They needed to win to get in. Um, but, yeah, so, like, the majority of the season is under 200 yards total. Eight, eight of of 17 games are over 200 yards. Two of those eight games are over 250. Yeah. I'm taking the under on Mahomes passing. Oh, yeah. Um, the... Smart decision to take there. The other one that we have, and this one's, I guess, a little scarier, is I would say Jalen Hurts overpassing. The okay. Chiefs are not good. Um, the Chiefs allowed 385 to an aging Tom Brady, 369 to Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, 334 was to Justin Herbert, 329 to, to Josh Allen, 286 to Joe Burrow, another 280 to Justin Herbert. Uh, their lowest level of the year, the Rams passed for 100, and that wasn't Matt Stafford. The Houston Texans for 129, and the Tennessee Titans for 80. Every other game of the season was over 200 yards. Yeah, that's a sign of a defense that has been carved up. Kind and that's including way. Indianapolis throwing for over 200. And they had Matt Ryan. Yeah, I was hit with Matt Ryan. So, like, Jalen Hurts on the over. I love it. Patrick Mahomes under. I think you could get away with Patrick Mahomes under 300 if you're feeling ballsy. But I'm comfortable with Patty Mahomes under 350. Yeah. Um, Eagles are... Someone's going to catch a receiving touchdown for uh, as a receiver for the Eagles. Well, yeah, you're going to get... Or for the, for the Chiefs, shall I say. The Eagles have allowed one passing touchdown to quarterbacks a g- per game. 1.1. The Chiefs, on the other hand, allow 1.84. You can almost guarantee you're going to get two out of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, this was a fun stat, too, though. The Chiefs have allowed an average of 27 yards per game rushing for quarterbacks. That's against all quarterbacks in the league. So that's telling me you can probably bank on Hurts to hit at least that 35 mark. He's above average at running. The other one, though, the Eagles have allowed 25 yards against rushing to quarterbacks. Give me that Pat Mahomes at, at 20 yards. Yeah. I know he's he's hurt. Banged up, but he still get 20 but yards. What was it you said to start the show, too? Andy Reid's going to do something weird. Yeah. 
desperate times call for desperate measures. Pat, we need to put the game in your back. Go pick up this first down. One big break, and he's at that 15, 20-yard mark. Yeah. So I like Mahomes is over because it's so low. I like having Hurts around there. Um, the running games are going to be weird. The Chiefs have not allowed more than 80 yards in a game. Or eight, his, their average was 80 yards against rushing this year. Uh, two running backs. I'm taking the under on Miles Sanders. You can get that around 85. I don't think Sanders, especially with the fact that it's a 300 monster and Hurts runs, I don't think you get more than 85 yards from Sanders. Yeah. On the contrary, though, where the Chiefs allow a very limited and they don't allow a lot of rushing touchdowns to running backs, only allowing .4 rushing touchdowns, uh, the Eagles were allowing close to 90 yards a game and average .75 rushing touchdowns against. That yeah, means that they allowed 13 rushing touchdowns this year. Yeah, I'm calling the Isaiah Pacheco. Give me the Isaiah Pacheco touchdown. Give me Isaiah Pacheco over on the yards. It's set around 50. I like that bet. Um, I like that. Yeah, it's definitely a pretty good bet. We talked about this a little before, Jason. The Chiefs are allowing six receptions a game to running backs as well. Fire up Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell receiving yards should be a uh, shoo-in. He's the receiving back over Miles Sanders. The options are there, and the, and the chance to hit on that's pretty pretty nice as well. Um, Eagles are allowing less, closer to like forty or closer to like four receptions a game and thirty-two yards. But you know that's going to go to Jarek McKinnon. The Chiefs love to throw at McKinnon, and they'll probably throw at him often. His over/under set around fifteen. That's another decent bet that should be hittable. Chiefs are allowing 13 catches a game to receivers. So, 6 and 7? Yeah. They're not going to throw to Quez Watkins that much. You're looking at 6 and 7 for Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. Yeah. Or 8 and 5, or however you want to break it down. But, like, I think Devonta Smith is the top guy there. Oh, yeah. You're going to sure. shadow A.J. Brown with your top guy. Devonta Smith's going to be the wide open guy. I love Devonta Smith to catch touchdown. They also allow 153 yards receivers. Yeah, it's you. You should have a shoe in on your yardage. Those yeah. guys will both probably put out 80 plus yards at receiver. They are all getting a hundred or 1.16 touchdowns. I don't know if AJ Brown's going to be the touchdown scorer. I don't. You think that you got to figure they're going to blanket Brown and leave Smith? Smith is the the burner. Smith's got that deep ball ability. So. Yeah. I like Devonta Smith to be one of the studs of this game and possibly the MVP. Oh, yeah, I could definitely see him being one of the guys that stands out in the Super Bowl just because of the caliber of play he's been playing, plus of, like, like I said, the stats that you're seeing. I want to say he's got two drops, or two catches he has not made that have been targeted to him. He's got, like, 16 targets, 14 catches in two playoff games. Whereas, on the other hand, going through a bit of a slump here. A.J. Brown has had 14 targets and caught seven ca- catches in the last two games. Yeah, so... But Dallas Goddard, also segueing here to tight ends, uh, the Chiefs allow seven targets, five catches a game, 48 yards per game to tight ends, and average a touchdown every other game. Yeah. That's a shoo-in for me on Goddard to score a touchdown. Um, Goddard's over-under is set at like 45. Definitely slamming the over on that. Over. Uh and it's pretty cheap to hit a plus four, four or more receptions for him, and I think that's a that's an easy slam. He's averaged five the last two games, and he's at 11 targets and caught 10 of 11. Um, 
in terms of betting on the game, though, I don't know if I'm if I'm if I'm really about it. Yeah, with a money line maybe maybe money line on Philly, but this game kind of scares me. It's the Super Bowl. There's no guarantee. Your brother was informing me earlier. I guess there's rumors that there's an illness going around the Chiefs locker room. Oh yeah. So maybe in that scenario, maybe you do throw like get ballsy, throw a minus twelve and a half game line on on the Eagles. Yeah. If you're gonna throw some money, you wanna throw a hundred bucks down. Uh, what's our math gonna show here? Hundred bucks down. Eagles minus twelve and a half game line. Come on, DraftKings, get get better. All right, uh, tamper the lines. Minus twelve and a half would be plus three ninety. So on a hundred dollar bet, you'd be winning four ninety back if they do indeed blow them out. Um, I know it's funny. Everybody's going, "Oh, the games are scripted," and the script came out. You know, how many people are going to put that bet down? It's going to drive all those things very high. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's exciting. There's a lot of money to be made this weekend. Hopefully, you guys are on the winning end of money. Jason's uh, not got a lot of money in this year. No, I don't really have a lot of bets in this year. I only did one square, so. You throwing anything on your uh, on your sports books? No, probably not. They're not nothing yet. So, so you'll so. you'll be cheering with me. Yeah. I'll be as I'm wearing my Dion uh, or as I'm wearing my Brian Dawkins jersey. Yeah. I don't have anything to support either team, so I don't have an Eagles jersey or not. Oh, I have a Clemson jersey, but yeah, Brian Dawkins is one of the Eagles greats, one of the hardest-hitting safeties in the league. Uh, Jason, anything else you got? Anything else you want to say about the Super Bowl? Um, nothing that I got else on the Super Bowl. Just as always, thanks for listening. We love that you guys support and love us, so we always try to show back to you to show the love that you guys showed us back. So I always try to let you know we appreciate y'all. Absolutely. We're, uh, we're excited. Some big show on the horizon here, guys. We've been working really uh, hard on our draft stuff. We're going to do our damnedest to make sure this is the biggest year of draft coverage we've done so far. Um, shout out to our sponsor, Kyle at Chicken Dippin'. Hit him up online, chickendippin.com or chicken underscore dippin' on Instagram. Use code 716 for 15% off your order. But until next time, guys, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys. <laughs>